You are welcome to the podcast of Dominion Chapel International, the special place. We are a church that believes in pure worship, unadulterated word, and family. Be enlightened as you listen to this message. Now, these, um, these two months have been declared as a month of kingdom harvest. Amen. And the, the theme says, put in the circle. The kingdom harvest is ripe. Hallelujah. And on Sunday, the bishop taught us that we are partners with the Holy Spirit. That we are partners with Jesus in this assignment. And... Uh, I don't remember where I was sharing this. I don't know if it was here or maybe I've said it here before. But let's go to the book of Ephesians, chapter number four. Ephesians four. We're going to read from the verse number nine. The Bible says that now this he ascended what does it mean that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth yes verse 10 verse 10 he who descended is also is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things Verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Verse 12. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13. Till we all come to the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about in every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So give us the verse, verse 11 again. Let me see something there. All right. So in this scripture, Paul brings to understanding that Jesus Christ, the one that descended, also ascended and then gave gifts unto men. And some he gave apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers now right after this you're expecting that he's going to say that he selected this he gave out these gifts to some so that they will do the ministry but the next verse now tells us what the assignment is so the assignment the assignment of the fivefold offices anyone that finds himself in that sum 
that some of apostles, some of prophets, some of teachers, pastors, and evangelists, their assignment is for the equipping of the saints. Now, what is the assignment of the saints? The assignment of the saints is the work of ministry. So ministry is not the work of pastors. Ministry is not, and I want to say it that way in the context of the scripture. Ministry is not the work of pastors. So as soon as you ordain a pastor, everybody says that now ministry is your work. We who are born again, ministry is not part of our work. That is not what the Bible is saying. The reason for the fivefold offices is so that God can use them to train the saints to work. So the saint is saved to work. The saint is saved to work. And what work is that? It's the work of ministry. It's the work of ministry. It's the work of ministry. And what is ministry? Give us Acts chapter 6 and verse number 4. And then we'll come back to the scripture again. Acts 6 and verse number 4. Can we have it? Acts 6 verse number 4. It says, But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Now give us a passion translation of the scripture quickly. Passion translation of the scripture. It says, that will enable us to give our full attention to prayer and the preaching of the word. So what is the ministry? We'll talk about the work of ministry. What's the work of ministry that the saints So let me, let me break it down again. The fivefold ministry, the fivefold offices have, have been given. And their assignment is to equip the saints. In other words, give the saints whatever they need for something. What is that thing? For the work of ministry. So from that scripture... It means that every believer that is born again, everyone that accepted Jesus Christ, has been commissioned into the work of ministry. And it's the work of pastors, evangelists, apostles, prophets, and teachers to train, to equip, to train, to give the saints what is required to make them effective in the work of the ministry. And the question is that, what is the work of the ministry? And the scripture says that, that we will give ourselves give full attention to prayer and the preaching of the word so the work of the ministry is the preaching of the word so in other words if you take it from here now you now fix it into the work of the ministry of the saint is simply what to equip the saints for the preaching of the word so you don't start preaching because you're ordained no you, you, you preach, you are pre- you're supposed to preach because you are, you are a believer. You are a believer. That is the work of the ministry. And it's meant to be done by every individual person who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. Now you see, when you begin to see it like this, then you will carry yourself in the light of 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 and Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5 and 6. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. So make sure you go back to the New King James anytime we're going to another scripture. All right. So it says, but you are what? Read it. But you are what? A chosen generation. And what is there? A royal priesthood. Now, first understand that clearly. Can you give us a passion or give us the Amplified Classic? 
He says, but you are what? A chosen treasure. Priests who are kings. So what is royal priesthood? Royal priesthood is priests who are kings. Are you here with me? Now take us back to New King James and give us Revelations 1 verse 5. Revelations 1 verse 5. Are you with me? So we'll go to, let's, let's, let's go to verse 6 quickly. Let's go to verse 6. We'll not read all this. Let's go to verse 6. Now, and has made us what? Kings and what? Priests to his God and Father. So you are a priest. Do you understand perfect? You are a priest. Now, the, the same way that you expect that some, someone has been, has been put, has been oiled and giving clerical should not behave. You can't behave like that. Do you understand it? So, you are a priest. You are a priest. In those days, God had to anoint three officers. After the fall of man, before the fall of man, these three duties were upon man. But as soon when man fell in the, in the time of Israel, God had to anoint three major offices. Three major offices. Number one, the priest, the king, and the prophet. Now, the priest was the one that, stand, that stood on behalf of the people before God. The people could not go to God. So this person is appointed by God from amongst the people after he has met certain criteria. And then he's anointed. Now, when he's anointed, anointing in that time was not falling down. As soon as a thing is anointed, it means this one belongs to God. So the first notion of anointing is not falling in power. The first notion of anointing is separation. The first notion of anointing is separation. That this one is no longer common. This one belongs to God and for God only. So after the person has been anointed, it means that this one belongs to God and the person too must know that I don't belong to anybody but God. And so from that time, the person cannot leave his will. The person cannot live in his own um, will and he desires. No. He didn't have a free life anymore. He was bound. And that's what Paul will come later and tell us by revelation. That he's a bond servant of God. So that time when someone is anointed, the first thing was not power, but separation. Then there was the prophet. Now the prophet, in other words, stood before God and his people. So the priest was now the mouthpiece, the intercessor. For the people before God. And the prophet was God's mouthpiece to the people. So the priests speak to God on behalf of the people. Then the prophet speaks to the people on behalf of God. Then there was the king. The king was the one that ensured administration and leadership on behalf of God. And so these three offices had to be anointed. There were very few people in the Bible that had the three in one. David was one. David was a king. 
He was a prophet and was a priest. And that is why he's seen as a typology of Christ. That's why like Jesus Christ, he is a king, the king of kings. He is the priest in the order of Melchizedek. And he is seen as a prophet. Rated for God. You cannot live like the world, but you are sent to the world. You are saved from the world by Jesus Christ, sacrifice on the cross of Calvary, and then you are sent back into the world. That brings to mind what happened to Moses. Moses for 40 years is in Egypt. After 40 years, God takes him out of Egypt. And 40 years in the wilderness, and then he sends him back to the place to do what? To deliver the people. When you become a Christian, I want you to understand, people of God, that you are of the anointed one. It means you are the separated one. You are set apart for God. To do what? As a priest and a king. As a priest to the work of the ministry. What is the work of the ministry? You have never read scripture there. The preaching of the word. The preaching of the word. The preaching of the word. If you know that this is what you are, then you cannot carry yourself about everywhere carelessly, with no accountability, recklessly, and no glory unto God. This is what we mean by your light is shining. I say some things sometimes, and you see, there are things I cannot do. Why? Apart from the fact that I fear God, and also the fact that I reverence my father and fear my father. I fear my father, but only I fear him. Amen. I think you should redefine your definition of your fear God. Some of you define fear God as, you know, a reverential fear. Master Suro, no, wait me a in the name of uh, 21st century redefinition of things, we watered down very dangerous things. I don't know if I showed it to you. When, when I, was, I was doing my master's program, and one day a professor asked us a question. We're talking about the fear of God. I said, what is the fear of God? And everybody, oh, the fear of God is not about being afraid of God. This is a reverential, reverential respect for God's presence and the, I mean, at that level, everyone, people have big, big churches, and we are all students in one class. And they are talking, the, the white man was just quietly sitting there. And she said, I, I, I love all your contributions. It's beautiful, it's wonderful. But a person who can snap his finger and you are gone, you're not afraid. The white man is asking us, Are you not afraid? A person who holds all things. But in his hand, he can, mm, and everything that exists will vanish. You're not afraid. And you're here telling me reverential fear what? Say so the fear of God is afraid of God. That's what the, old, the, the white man said. It's afraid of God. Yeah, I'm afraid of God. There are times that I sit down quietly and I think about this whole thing about my God. How that he never, nobody knew he came from. He just, there's no even front for him to come from. To go, there's nowhere to go. And the man is just, they woke up and he's out to create. What about if one day he says, I don't even like everything. I want to be alone. Where will we be? It's called sovereign. He's sovereign. Sovereign means that 
He has his will and nobody can influence it. He can choose that. You know what? All this thing about my son, I beg, I beg, I'll not do it again. And there's nothing you and I, we have no point to go to go and tell the person, hey, we beg, beg him. Beg who should beg who? But the, the mystery about God is that his justice and mercy, his justice will allow him to go against his word. What a God. And you're not afraid. I'm afraid of him. Guys, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of God. Yeah, yeah, you should be afraid, my dear. But this world we are on is around. Some of these people, it is around. But never have we seen anybody walking downwards and falling. But there are nations down. The world is round yet it looks flat. I'm afraid of him. Are you with me? Over the years, the devil is just getting us to water down some true facts. And that's what is killing the fear of God in our lives. That's what is killing it. So we all come to church, we're not afraid. We all come to church, we're not afraid of leadership. You give me strategy, you do what you like. Because we have watered over the years we have with so-called revelation that is not from the spirit of God but from our desire for enticing words that's why it says the trickery of men take us back to that scripture Ephesians chapter 4 he said that who, who, you not be tossed about by any wind of doctrine or the trickery of men the devil is in tricks and gradually is watering, watering that's why we can't even believe God for healing we have come to a point that the challenges of going to seem bigger than God It's bigger than God. That God tells you, I'll make it. say, you can't make the way. It's because of the redefinition of the fear of God. That's it. That is it. That you and I, some of us can wake up and say, we're angry with God. Hey, you're angry with God. Why are you angry with God? You didn't do what you wanted to do. No. No. The saints of old, where they... Even in, when, they, when, they, when they see something called church and they come to church, they come in reverence. That's what lets all these women Catholics and all the things they do. No, no, look at the saints of old, how they come to church. Have you seen my grandmother? Have you seen her dancing during praise time? She's on the seat because she can't stand. But she's there before God and dancing. And then you and I have strong legs. And then we'll stand in one place. The definition of God from the 92 year old and the 70 and the 60 year old is different from us. And we, we, in our generation, we are trusting God there's going to be a revival, revival. But how can revival come? Because you don't, we don't fear him. I'm telling the truth of God. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to try to brush it. We don't fear God. It's as simple as we don't fear God. If we genuinely fear him, we will believe his word. If we genuinely fear him, we will not take instruction twice when it comes to things of God. We don't fear, we've redefined him. And we watered him down. He said, you have made the word of God of no effect through your traditions. Matthew 15, Jesus Christ told the Pharisees. So we can commit certain sins in church and wipe our mouth clean. Because, and, and see, it, it, the, the, our Savior Jesus Christ, the intercessor, just keep making excuses for us before the Father. 
The judgment of God is the day Christ will resign from interceding for man. That's why you see the judgment of God. So God cannot, God cannot kill us because he killed his son. So anytime he tries, he remembers, hey, I can't, I can't go. Because the, the son's blood is before him. We are accepted before him. So God can't break through that. That's why I say we are hid with Christ in God. You can't. So God, so you look at him saying, you're slow. When you're slow, all his anger, he vetted on Christ Jesus on the cross. That's what it was, darkness. But that generation before us didn't have that opportunity. That's why they remember, all they remember said, don't say, I'm going to catch him with Moses. When we Egypt, we ate onions and cucumber. That is all these people said. They didn't say anything more than that. So I said, come on, the In Egypt, we ate cucumber and, and onions and lettuce. That's what they said. Yami bofu. Do you understand? That we almost say salad no more. We say we vegetarians. We come catch him. We get Moses. A comedian. How they are banned? More comedian. You want lettuce, cucumber, any airy? Yami bofu. Any big beans? Yami bofu. Ah, just say if Moses had not tried to say, you know, and you know, I like that scripture. When I read it, I try to picture how it was like. Because this is the point where God had called Moses to Mount Sinai and the cloud and the glory of God was upon the mountain. People of God, they begged God not to come again. That's why Hebrews came to tell us that we have not come to a mountain which is full of tempests and all that. We have come to Mount Zion, see the living God. In our time, God cannot, don't pray for that weight of glory. We can't handle it. Forget it. Anyone that saw it, they, they, they died. God had to touch them and say, wake up, don't be afraid. The presence of God brings fear. God said, I want, to, I want to show them that I talk to you. So God came on Mount Sinai. I would say cloud, and there was thundering. And this was, they were hearing trumpets and thunderings. That when God speaks, that's what they hear. So when God speaks, in the time of Moses, when God speaks, you hear, you hear, God is saying, where to you? Hello, no. Hey! Simo, what you could see, who you have you know, sometimes they say, hey, I want to see your face, oh God. Show me your glory. Show your glory. You sure? The one that um, John saw in Revelations was the redeemed version. And the cry, John fell down as dead. And the cry, no. And how did Jesus appear? His face so bright than the sun. His mouth with two edges sword. There's nothing nice about that thing. And he comes in all his glory. This is redeemed John. John who had witnessed Jesus Christ in his earthly body before. Now he witnessed his glorified body. The guy could not stand the same experience of Ezekiel. He fell down. And Jesus said, hey, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So he had to touch him to empower him to look at him. Are you with me? Moses, imagine it. The few times that the clouds gathered, the tender was striking. You get the point. And that is consistent. Like that's the voice. I wish I had a bit to play the thing. What kind of says that? Small, just say hello. No, hello. That's what we are hearing. That's what we are hearing. People of God. God must be feared. God must be feared. Hello. 
Yes, he's our father, but he is Elohim. Yes, he's our father, but he's Adonai. Yes, he's our father, but he is Jehovah. The strong and mighty one. The Lord of hosts. The captain of the army of Israel. You must fear him. Are you with me? This is the God that has made us kings and priests. So you are not a priest because they put clerical on your neck. Because you are born again. Of the anointed one, the separate. You can't live anyhow. So, you, you see, let me tell you something. Please, God, when you and I properly understand our new creation status and who we are, you don't need your pastor to come to your office and check how you are doing the office. Because you are a priest and you know that you are accountable to the high priest. You know it. Are, are you following me? You know it. You are a priest and a king. You are a priest ordained by God. So you don't need ordination day. I remember when, when, when I was being uh, ordained, daddy said it during my ordination in 2011. He said, we know that you're already ordained. This is just for formality for you so people can know. That, that in other words, what he's trying to say is that, that all righteousness be fulfilled. That's why we are doing this. We know it's the lamp of God, but let's, for, for them to hear. We are now so, this is the lamp of God to take the son of the world. Put on his head. John said, ah, John said, no, 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 sir. You can't do it. You should baptize. I said, no. You must baptize me. Why? Because John is the last unique, distinct high priest in the order of the high priest. And the lamp that takes the sin away of the people, it must be conferred on him the sins of the people by the high priest. And John is the high priest. So he had to do it to fulfill all righteousness. I'm not saying I'm the, I'm the lamp of God that takes care of the sin of Ghana. I'm saying. My point is that Bishop was saying that he's, we already know he's, he's a pastor, he's a prophet, he's an apostle, but just so that you all accept And, and that's the truth about, about human beings. So, yeah, Odeni will be, you know, I remember one time one of my friends came to MG Grand. I think that day I'd won my clerical and I was doing priestly work. And he said, Ah, Pastor Zaya, so you're not doing Reverend, you've not told you're using Pastor. You get the point? So they do programs and you see somebody who just came yesterday is ordained as a reverend who is not even pastor in a church. You do a program because you are pastor Isaiah, they put you second on the poster. Then the one who said they bloat it because he's a reverend. In the mind of the church, reverend is higher than pastor. That is what is, we think. And it's not in the Bible. So you see, we are post, that is why, so the, the whole thing about bishopric stuff and the admin is for human beings because if there's no post, we won't accept you. That's how it is. But we realize when God raised a man and a man becomes such a blessing, we forget his title. We call them by name. Paul, the apostle. Miles Moreau. Obama. They call your name. Don't you remember we usually call Otabel? We usually say Otabel. We say Pastor Chris, we say Chris, we say May God bring us to that place where our name is the title. Your amen didn't show that you're ready for that. So we don't wait for clerical. We are priests. And what is our job? Is the work of the ministry. What is the work of the ministry? The preaching of the word of God. The preaching of the word of God. 
the what? Preaching. So let me ask a question. Is the preaching of the word the exclusive assignment of the fivefold ministry? Oh, say it louder. Is that so? Who, who is meant to the work of the ministry? Say me, say me, me, say me, me. So you are a preacher if, if, you, are, if you are an engineer. You are a, a, a preacher wearing an undercover cloth called engineer. That is the whole thing. We are undercover agents. We are undercover agents. So every profession that you walk into, you are just an undercover. That's not the real you. Your real, your real work is not what you studied in school. Your real work is the work of the ministry. Are you getting it? So an architect, that is not who you are. You are a priest and a king. Your work is to preach. Are, are you here with me? Your work is to what? Say it loud. My work is to preach. The gospel of Jesus Christ. This is my work. This is why I'm saved. This is why I'm anointed. This is why I'm empowered. I'm to preach. I'm to preach the gospel of Jesus. That is it. And I tell you, your fulfillment in your profession is in your effectiveness in your calling. Are you with me? So you see Joseph in government, but he's a prophet. Yeah, Joseph is a prophet because through prophetic anointing, he saves the entire of Egypt and that generation from the, the power of the famine then. You take Daniel. See Daniel in government, but he's a prophet. He's a prophet undercover. Matthew was a task collector, but come on, you're more than that. Just say, come, and I'll make you. Peter is fishing, doing fishing business. Your real work, you, you, you are a fisherman, but your work is you shall fish for men. That is it. Your, your, you, the, fisher, the fisherman work is undercover. So whatever you learned in throwing your nets. So check out the scripture carefully. You know, Peter, we see in Luke 5, he throws his nets. He catches a lot. Acts chapter 2, he throws the net of the gospel. He catches 3,000 at a go. Are you seeing that? Jesus Christ meets the sons of Zebedee. The sons of Zebedee is John and James. What were they doing? They were mending their nets. They were mending their nets. They were mending their nets. Now, we never saw anywhere in the scripture where John preached for a large crowd. But we see him later. Little children, you are of God. He's mending. Because amongst all the, all the disciples, he lived long. He lived into 100. The others died early. So at his age, he's now mending. He said, no, no, no. We don't dislike this. No, no, no. You see, James is correcting things. They were menders of the gospel. Paul the apostle, Saul of Tarsus, he's a tent maker. A tent maker means a structure engineer. What does he do? He sends doctrine and practice, putting structure in it. So whatever your profession was, it's like, oh, glory to God. Moses is with a rod. He's going about taking care of the sheep. Then God asks him, what do you have in your hand? So I have a rod. So drop it down. He takes it. The same profession is what God wants to use. No, no, no. God, you, you will not go and learn, become an engineer, and God will send you amongst accountants. It doesn't work. He wants you to use their language to speak to them. So our first work 
is the preaching. The preaching of the gospel. The preaching of the gospel. I want to emphasize this. Is my time up? Okay. The preaching of the gospel. The preaching of the gospel. You are a lecturer. It's a preacher. I had um, an accounts teacher. <laughs> Mr. Ambrose. Oh, I bet you. Whether you like it or not, you can be angry. The point is this. The man is so good in this course. Every student wants to be in his class. Very good. We won't all want him. But the man, the first 10 minutes of his class there, gospel. The thing is that nobody teaches account better than him. You can't sit in his class and fail. So every student knows that. So you cannot avoid his gospel. You will sit down and listen. We'll be a Bible. Watch that. And the school couldn't sack him because the guy is one of the best. Schools want to take the man out. So you will let him preach. He will preach. So every class, Mr. Ambrose, oh God, this man will preach. You see the passion is hard, begging us to follow Christ. When he's done, ah, let's go to our course. And for the four years or so, or three years we were there, every, there was no, I don't remember any day, Mr. Ambrose came and did not preach the gospel. There was no, there was no day. And the school could not sack him. You see, the saint must use excellence as an anchor in a company. You must know the work. Hey, you must be so good that, hey, make up your mind, that's your goal. This coming I'm entering into, eh? Whatever I'm supposed to do, I will so do it, even when they want to sack me, they can't sack me. So, that's the, that's the place you have to, that's to tell, tell your boss, where is And you know that there's no other, ah. Joseph comes before Pharaoh, when he's called by Pharaoh. He gives interpretation to the dream, and then gives a solution. He said, if you can find somebody, you find somebody. He didn't say if. Find somebody. Who can do one three? <laughs> Pharaoh said, ah, they're all daft. There's nobody's wise here. For in you is the spirit of the gods. Do the work. They can't deny it. But the, the point is that the, the devil has made us, a lot of us, see Christianity as mediocrity. So we never yearn we never have a godly ambition to top the class. But we don't realize that topping the class is our only card to stand and preach Jesus and nobody can say anything. Because it, 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 they sack you. <laughs> no, they, they are in trouble. So they so say, you, okay, you, we know, yeah, you and your Jesus, yeah, 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 you say Satan, let's go. I think I shared a story uh, here in church one time, Dr. Miles Morrow, Share a testimony of um, a global meeting and you know, world religions and their, their leaders and all kinds of were gathered. And from the charismatic sector, it was the only person that was called. So there were Hindu leaders, then they gathered in that meeting. And he was told to come and present the paper on leadership. Oh. Thousands of them, he stood and said, Shall we all rise? Lift your two hands. Let's pray. Whatever I say, say amen. They can't, they say, they want, what the man has, they've not seen anywhere before. They want to hear it. And he did his prayer. He said, can we all say amen in the name of Jesus? They say, amen. So only God knows how many Hindus were this Hindu that day. But the point is that excellence now becomes the card with which you play this game. That is why you can, we, we can't be believers and be mediocre. We cannot. We cannot. Wherever you are working, you, I know the pay is not good, but you know what? Be so good at this thing 
They can bag it. He says, you know, I'm leaving because your pay is not good. And you know what you have done. It's not picking placards. But you're so good. You're so, ah, you are so good at this thing. So good. And they have a track. They can see that, ah, you know, since this guy came, things are working on. When he go and leave school, you can come to that point. You can ask the spirit of excellence to bring you to that place. They can't do without you. They can't say they can't do without me. That should be our goal. This is our this year of shining. Make up your mind. Wherever you are working, you don't start looking for where to go first. See, make so much contribution in that company that they will never see your type. Never see your type. Say, I'm a priest. And my number one work is to preach the gospel. The work of the ministry is my work. The work of the ministry is my work. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, having understood this, what makes the priest effective? One of the things that makes the priest very effective in their work is prayer. I just want to touch a little bit on prayer. A little bit on prayer. And then I'll also touch on the presence of God briefly. I'll be done. Is that okay? Have you gotten something this evening? Say with me again. Um, my first work is the work of the ministry. Say again. My, my first work is the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. It's people of God. It is. It is an honor to do the work of the ministry. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There are people I'll never have met if not for the work of the ministry. There are pleased I'll never have stood if not the work of the ministry. I'm telling you. I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not the perfect, but I am the graced. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. There are people that we've told to lift their hands up and, and talk to God. On a normal day, you wouldn't have done that. But ministry allows you. Work of ministry has so much beautiful, beautiful privileges. Hallelujah. It's an honor people are called you because of Christ. They have the masters, they have the doctorate and all of that. It's ministry that does that, gives that boldness. You can just stand for camera, hello, people of God. It's, it's ministry. It's ministry. So you put me on TV now, I can't do TV show. Ministry. You see, you're preaching one thing, but it gives you several abilities. That's ministry. We can't just hear. That's ministry. There's no, every other job, you can't do any other thing. But ministry. You're doing ministry, you know how to play conquer. You know how to back. You know how to lead song. You will know how to handle camera. You know how to do sound. Ministry. Oh. I'm serious. Sofo. Ministry. Say, go and start a branch. Ah, you will know. No, you know how to usher. You know how to do protocol. You know how to weed. By the time you are done, every, you are a jack. No, yeah, jack. You are a master of all the things. <laughs> you will learn everything. The young man who does the, the video for us, dwell. That's not his professional, sir. 
in his life. He's in Sam, and they have nine services. They have different, different, different services going on. And some of them need a camera guy. So he just wants to stand there. He said, I want to serve. In the service, like, ah, no. This is business for me. And that is it. He did a video that I did. He's been doing our, 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 our worship night services. Now he's been doing productions for other people from church. That's not his professional. That's why he's standing first degree. No, 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 no. Even in church, he plays the trumpet. He doesn't do video. But out of service, now he has a business. I get the whole idea here. And that's, that's why when we talk about serving church, you don't know. You, you, are, you are trusting God for a white collar job, but you don't understand. Ministry is that job. That ministry will bring you that money you have no idea about. It's a drop that idea in your spirit, man. That is all. Ministry. I just want to find this ministry is very important. So, one thing that makes the priest very effective is prayer. Now, let's go back to the book of Acts of the Apostles and that chapter 6, verse number 4 again. I'm just to read it again. I'm just to read it again quickly. Now he says that, that, so he said that, but we will give ourselves what? Continually to what? To prayer. To prayer. We'll give ourselves continually to what? Prayer and to the ministry of the word. They are not confused. They are bringing the prayer, continual prayer, before the ministry of the word. The priest's responsibility is to stand before God. The, 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 the prophet has the point to stand before God, to stand before men. Now, the priest can't stand before men, he can't stand before God. It is he that stands before God that can stand before men. So, if you're an alien to the presence of God, then you cannot be an effective priest before the people. It's he that stands before God that can stand before men. Did you get that? Did you get that? Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Let's read, let me locate this scripture. I, I just, just don't much prayer. Let, let, me, let, me, let me locate this scripture for you. Give us Luke 1 verse 19. Luke 1 19. Luke 1 19. Now it says, And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Are you seeing the progression here? I seen it. I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. Now, because he stands in the presence of God, God now sends him. You don't send people who are far from you. Proximity matters in the selection of who to send. Proximity matters in the choice of a sender. Are you with me? Relevance to your presence determines who you send. Gabriel said, Hey, Zechariah, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you. Because I stand in his presence, I am sent. And when you are sent, you have a word in your mouth. It's the sent that has a word. The one who has not been sent has no word. Remember that story? I forgot the name of the guy. <laughs> no, the guy, that guy, in, is, it, is, it, is it, I think it's in the Chronicles or someone who has very fast feet. And David said, who is coming? He said, ah, it's the son of Jesus. He said, is he running very fast? He said, that guy has no message. He runs fast, but has no message. 
The guy ran. They, they, they said, let us send someone to go and give a message to the king. He said, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. The guy can run fast. Before they would say, hey, what's the message? The guy, whew, a call. He's gone. Then the one that has a message does not have fast speed. It's not about how fast you are. It's, do you have a message? Do you have a message? The relevance is the message. What we need is the message. The guy got to David. David said, hey, hey, he did anything. He said, he said, stand here. The one that has message, we will wait for that one. I am Gabriel. I want you to decree this with me. It's a prayer, but I, I trust that the Lord will tell me. Put your name there. Want to go? I am Isaiah, who stands in the presence of God. I have been sent to speak to my generation. Are you seeing what I said right now? Can we do it together again? One, two, three, four, go. I am Isaiah who stands in the presence of God and I have been sent to my generation to bring them these good tidings. Or we can put gospel there. Is that okay? Can we do it again? You want to stand and say this with me? This is, this is a prophetic word, but it's a prayer at the same time. It's an affirmation. Are you with me? You ready for this? Let's go one, two, three, four, go. I am Isaiah who stands in the presence of God and I have been sent to my generation to bring the gospel. Can you say that with me again one more time? One, to go. I am Isaiah who stands in the presence of God and I have been sent to my generation to bring the gospel. Now you know one beautiful thing about God? When you stand before his presence and he sends you, he goes with you. Are you with me? So, two key things that makes the work of the ministry effective in the hands of the saint that I'm bringing to you. Number one is that prayer. Now, prayer in this context here is that we stand in communion with God. We stand before God. We commune with God. We stay with God. We are, in, we, are, we are in intimacy with the Father. Are you with me? Now, by reason of that, the next component is that His presence. Now, give us the book of uh, Mark chapter 16, I think verse 20. I think Mark 16, 20. Can we have it quickly? Quickly. Mark 16. And the Bible says what? Are you seeing, are you seeing it there? Can we read it together? One to go. And they went out and preached. Oh, I can't hear you. Let's start afresh. I want to hear you. Want to go? And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through their company signs. Do you see that? They 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 went out. Can I can I can we do a cut and paste? Continue from the the, the Luke one nineteen. So they are standing before God, and then they are sent. So they went out of His presence. And they are doing the work of the ministry everywhere they go to. Now, because they have been sent, God, God is obliged to add his presence. So God is now with them and then confirming the word that indeed I send them. The proof that you have been sent by God is the authority of confirmation of his word with you. Are you here with me? So, people of God, prayer for us as priests is non-negotiable. It's not an option. We cannot be effective in this work without prayer. 
And there are many things we could talk about prayer, but not tonight. Not tonight. The power of the saints to stand and proclaim the gospel is the place of prayer. Didn't you check out Acts? Okay, um, in Acts chapter 2 or chapter 1 ending, they were obeying the command of Christ in Luke 24 verse 49. He said, but you shall tarry in Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. And Acts chapter 1, and let's go to chapter 2. It says that, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they all were in one accord, in one room, they were in one place. Go to verse 2 now. And suddenly, prior to this time, they were praying. They were praying. They were before his presence. They were ministering to God in prayer. Hallelujah. Before we come out of this scripture, take us to Acts 13, verse number 2. Acts 13, verse 2, quickly. Acts 13, 2. Acts 13, 2, quickly. It says, and they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Spirit said, now give us the passion translation. Give us the passion translation of this scripture. It says, while they were worshipping as priests before the Lord, in prayer and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, in prayer and fasting. We have this another company. We're not at it today. We're still with the prayer. I hear the will of God. So they were praying. And then suddenly, there was a mighty rushing wind. And all the room was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. That's why it's called the baptism of the Spirit. Baptism, baptizo, means to be immersed into. So when you say you're baptized the Holy Spirit, it means that your environment is the Holy Ghost and your inward content is the Holy Spirit. Your inward and outward is the Holy Spirit. You have been immersed so. Before I came, I was going to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. But when I stood here, the thing changed in my mouth. Understand? The believer must understand on a constant basis that there is an environment you live in. It is the environment of the Holy Spirit. Your being immersed in the Holy Ghost means that now you have an environment you live in. So you're not waiting for a service for us to say, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am the Lord. Remember, let me say this. Christ was still in the Old Testament he was talking. You understand? For where two or three are gathered in my name. So, our environment is not waiting for two or three. You're not waiting for a church service to know the Holy Ghost is here. Are you baptizing to him that he is your atmosphere? He is your environment. Wherever you are, you are in the Holy Ghost. One man of God said that consciousness of the presence leads to consecration. Consciousness of the presence of God leads to consecration. Give me John 3, verse 13. Give me John 3, 13. In the New King James. John 3, 13. Can I have my own? Okay, it's not ready. Okay. Can we read this together? Can you, can you go with me? Let's take our time. Already fast. One, two, go. No one 
has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven. This is Jesus speaking to Nicodemus. Jesus speaking to Nicodemus. And Jesus is saying to Nicodemus that no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven. At the time he was talking to Nicodemus, he was with Nicodemus. He was on earth talking to Nicodemus. Who is the son of man? He is he, Jesus Christ. He said, no one has gone to heaven before except the one that came from there. And the one that came from there is the one talking to you right now, but he is in heaven. You see? So there are two worlds mentioned in the scripture. Are you seeing that? There is the heaven world and the world where he's coming from. Where he is? I mean, here you are. I hear what people of God. You are born again, glory to God. But remember, you are baptized in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your environment. I was asking God this dawn, what is or who is your presence? Teach me to know. And before I could start, he gave me the answer before the teaching. He said, the Holy Ghost is my presence. That is my presence. So now I have to go back and start learning. I have to start learning. I want to learn. How do I come to a point where his presence, the Holy Spirit's presence with me is so intense without me saying it. You can know that he's there. He's right here with me. That you enter into a room and the whole atmosphere changes because you have come inside. Is I full of God? I full of God? What I want to tell you is this. The Spirit of God is your environment. And it's not your environment because you have prayed. Because I've been brought into him. Praise the name of Jesus. Now let's read one last scripture and I'm done. Acts 10 38. It's a scripture you know. I'm just going through them. Done. Can we read it together if you're ready? One, two, three, four, go. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him when God is with a man God works with the man when God is with a man it is seen by his work with the man so as priests so I do a quick recap in two minutes where we start our discussion from Ephesians chapter 4 verse number 9 to verse number 14 we come to realize that he that has sent also descended and gave gifts unto men. Some he gave apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists. All right? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry. We come to realize that ministry must be done by every saint. Every saint. And what is the work of the ministry? We came to understand from the scriptures, the work of the ministry is the preaching of the word of God. It's the preaching of the word of God. It's the preaching of the word of God. And so every one of us, we are not going to put on clerical. We are born again, yes. We have been born again to work. We have been saved to work. We have been brought out of the world, sanctified and sent back to the world to take the word to the world. Praise the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That I said that you are part of the anointed. Woo! Glory to God. And the first thing that comes to your mind about the anointed is not a falling down or a power. Is that you are separated. You are separated. You can't live like everybody. You're not like everybody. 
At a point, let me talk about the fear of God. And I say, be afraid of God. Be afraid of God. <laughs> I saw a TikTok, I don't know how true it is, but they, they are trying to describe how real angels, angels really look. Have you, seen, have you seen some of those videos? Ah! It is, ah! You read Ezekiel, you see how the angels are. Ezekiel or Braille? Ezekiel. Heavens open, you see me. What do we see? You see ice in, ice, ice in wheels. The kind of things that the Bible reveals about angels and cherubims, they are not, they are not, they don't look, they don't look nice. Ah, how can a bean appear? The guy, you know, they just go straight. He had get four side human being, uh, ox for here, lion for there, eagle for there, six wings. Oh my God! He flappers like the tender. What is that? God knows. I've only seen angels twice in my dream. I said, "You not show me again in public. I don't see it in life. I can't stand it." There are days I'm praying when I get in prayer. I just feel there's a strange prayer. It's my dream. Hey, you have a throw. No, no, no. I'm not big about that. I beg. I'm not Ezekiel. Ah, recently I was praying. I was praying. Ah, and one day why do do not be many so light. It's okay. It's okay. I don't see anything. I beg. I'm okay like this. Just let me be like that. It's okay. Because I like praying. When I'm praying at night, I put up the lights in my study. Yeah, so I can pray. So I prayed after like four hours. Ah, so I said, why are you doing that? I saw a light. And, ah. I just want to pray. Let's leave me like that. It's okay. It's too scary. Do you understand what I'm ready to say? Then an angel just appeared. I'm here. You're standing. It's okay. I'm standing there too. It's okay. I don't want to see it. It's not now. When we get to heaven, we'd like to see it. That's okay. But then we'll have the capacity to receive. I don't want it now. I don't want it now. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to Jesus. I want to check. Oh, Holy Ghost, stay in our hearts a hunger for prayer, a hunger for fellowship, that we shall be like Gabriel that stand before your presence. And Dimo Satielo, Reveno Shakambro Divalatia, Erimandia. I want saints to lift your voice and cry out and ask, Lord, I understand. I'm called to ministry. I'm called to preach the word. And Dimo Sontimia, I want to be relevant in your agenda. I'm relevant in your purpose, oh God. In Pantominafai, Ephinomalitadia. A shenken bronzeno, a lemon saproof aliketea, a shakatam miliata, a rababa. Let's take some two minutes. I want to pray with the whole of your heart, with the whole of your mind, with all of your strength. A shekomiata, a feni minipaya, a remos, meheriba, meheriba. Yes, Lord. We will give ourselves to prayer and the preaching of the word. Fetu Bricasso Shandi Miliapai Rafa Venopa Econti Brazone Lema Swanibapai Ikafando Briso Oh God The work of the ministry shall we do Hesomi Remos Tome Recompra Vinoste Shatibla Milase Racambeliapai Refino Saprufa Italiana My God my God, lift your two hands and pray. Just one more minute. Yes, 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 Father.
we embrace the privilege to be workmen in your vineyard to preach Jesus everywhere yes Lord Yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, make us a church that is devoted to the work of the ministry. Make us a church of people devoted to the work of the ministry. In season and out of season. Preaching your word everywhere. Healing the sick. Casting out devils. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God and the salvation. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. This is your heartbeat. And we choose to walk in it. We choose to walk in it. We choose to walk in it. Oh, Mama Mahaba. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Redeemer. We honor you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Let it be your God. And you make this house a house of prayer, a house of ministry. Oh, God. You alone can stir up that fire in us. We lift our hands to you on behalf of every member of this family. That this fire be stirred in us, Lord. The passion for the work of the ministry. Father, I see a church passionate about the work of the ministry. I see a church passionate about the work of the ministry. I see a church of young people, a church of elderly people a church of men and women a church of boys and girls who are passionate about the work of the ministry and wherever they go they show for the light of the gospel with no resentments no hesitations we thank you father in the name of jesus amen god bless you for listening to this message you can also enjoy our messages on Anchor, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and all other podcast platforms. Visit us at Dominion Chapel International, the special place near the XGI building, Shashi Accra. Do remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive more life-impacting teachings by our seasoned ministers of the gospel every single week. You can also follow DCI, the special place, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Always remember that God loves you.